IU football season might be right around the corner, a little over seven days away. But the other football kicked off their season on Thursday. And what should be a year with high expectations once again for Coach Yeagley and the men's soccer team. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. You are Locked On Hoosiers, the one and only daily IU podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Appreciate you guys, wherever you may be tuning in from, making us your first listen every single day. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. Today's episode brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On College, all one word, for twenty dollars off your first purchase. We've talked a lot about IU football and uh, their opener. That's a little over a week away now. The IU soccer team, though, opened their season officially on Thursday after a number of exhibition games. We'll talk about the game first, and then I want to kind of talk about the the season, those expectations, who went, who's back, who's the newcomers, all of that good stuff. A little preview for you guys. Let's talk about the game. They play Notre Dame on Thursday in South Bend. Uh, ends in a 1-1 draw. Both goals coming in the first half. Both goals coming right after each other. 25th minute, Notre Dame scores a free kick goal or a goal off a free kick, I should say, uh, that gives them the early lead. The 27th minute, though, uh, 28th minute, actually, Collins Aduro, Aduru, excuse me, no, Aduro, sorry, you guys know how bad I am with uh, pronunciations. Collins Aduro levels the score at 1-1, and that's what it would finish. IU had the lion's share of the shots, but... Despite doubling them up almost, 17 shots to 9, 5 shots on goal to 2, that was they couldn't put it in the back of the net. And so Hoosiers and Notre Dame walk away from the season opener with a draw. There's a lot of familiar names back on this team. And I know the one name I've mentioned so far was not someone that was on the team last year. We'll talk about him, uh, but... IU is going to have some stability in their back line, and it's going to be really interesting to see this team this season. So let's let's look at some of the, the guys that are coming back, some of those familiar names. A lot of them, most all of them played on Thursday. JT Harms' end goal was really fantastic in the uh, run-in to the College Cup. He finished with just one save on Thursday. There were only two shots on goal for Notre Dame. One of them went in. He saved the other one, obviously. But a rock in the back. He's clear number one uh, in the in the goal for the Hoosiers. So you have some stability there. You also have some stability in the back line. Two guys that were a part of the defense last year, Joey Mayer, uh, back for, I believe, his fifth year, maybe even his sixth year. Uh, but he is as experienced as they come for the Hoosiers. And uh, Brett Beebe, who, or Brett Beebe, excuse me, who, another player 
that was a part of that defense last year that really was solid throughout, again, throughout the College Cup leading up to the final. That that defense and harms and goal did not allow much in the way of either quality shots or goals. So Joey Mayer's back. Brett Beebe is back. Uh, Beebe's the one that is on his fifth year. Mayer is a in his fourth season. So you have some stability there. Where IU's really going to be rock solid this season is going to be the midfield. And they have two really strong guys in that midfield. All Big Ten freshmen, Jack Wagner and Patrick McDonald. Patrick McDonald is someone that um, very much could take a leap this year from solid Big Ten player to one of the best players in the country. So... IU's midfield is going to be its strength this season. Those two, plus some depth elsewhere around the midfield, but those two are going to be as good as any midfield the Hoosiers are going to come up against this season, and they're going to play some tough teams. We'll talk about that a bit later on, but they're going to be tested. And then you have uh, forwards, which probably are some of the names you recognize most because those are the guys that are getting the shots I'm not going to try to pronounce his first name because it, his last name is tough enough, but Gumbale, he's another very familiar name. He's been around for a while, fifth-year senior. Uh, he scored a, a wonderful goal in the College Cup last season as well. He is back. And then you have Sam Sarver and Tommy Mahalik, two guys who, same class, came in together, now in their junior season, to... Uh, experience, but also reliable guys up top, goal scorers, goal creators. Indiana's going to have some holes to fill. Ryan Wittenbrink did a lot for the Hoosiers last season. And again, I keep referencing that College Cup run because they struggled up to that point late in the season, turned things around, and then went on a, a really crazy run in the College Cup. Wittenbrink was really good in that run. So the Hoosiers have to replace that. Sarver, Mahalik, Gumbale, three guys that, again, are going to be, there aren't going to be many attacks better than what the Hoosiers are going to have this season. Those three guys are a big reason why. Uh, And then you have some other notable names coming back. This isn't all of them, but two names that jumped out. Luke Bezerra. Yes, he is the younger brother of Victor Bezerra. Uh, his sophomore season, Luca Bezerra, we'll see how much time he gets, uh, if he's able to, to make a bit of a jump in his sophomore season uh, to become a bit more of a contributor, but certainly a name that you guys will recognize and should watch out for this season. Carson Henderlong, who was a transfer transfer last season, uh, he is another name that is back and brings some experience. He's a fifth year senior. He transferred in from Xavier. Both of them played in, uh, Thursday's game. Bezerra had a couple of shots, neither on goal. Hinderlong had a couple of shots, one of them on goal. So they were both came in and were making some form of an impact right away for the Hoosiers, but there's a lot of stability. IU brings back a lot in terms of quality or quantity to this team. 
It's the quality they're going to have to replace. Daniel Mooney, Ryan Wittenbrink, Herbert Endley. Those are big names that, that made some big plays and were really reliable uh, in, in the biggest moments last season. IU's going to have to replace them. Now, fortunately, they have two guys that are newcomers that are going to be calling them instant impact is underselling it. They're going to be two of the best players for the Hoosiers this season. We'll talk about both of them here in just a moment. Let's talk about the game time app, though. You guys know how stressful buying tickets can be. Anybody who sat in line to even register for the wait list for Taylor Swift and then waiting, hoping that you would move from the wait list to the actual getting your tickets because nobody I know didn't end up on the wait list. That was all very stressful, very frustrating. You know what isn't stressful? The game time app. And I'm pulling it up now. You guys aren't really going to be able to see this, but I've had this app downloaded for a while. It is such a simple, great app to use when it comes to tickets because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. Killer last minute uh, ticket deals. Best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over tickets. Start getting hype for the fun you'll have. I love the way they have this sorted. So you're going to kind of be able to see it. Each one of those is a different team. You have Notre Dame. You have IU football. Indy 11. Uh, that is the Fever. Indiana State football. I'm in Indianapolis, so it's showing me all sorts of things all around the area. But it is different events at every one. And the best part about the app is that it shows you where your seat is going to be based on what ticket you're buying on the screen itself. You don't have to go through multiple, uh, the, the background's doing some funky things here, but you don't have to go through multiple pictures or anything. You guys can't see it in detail, but each one of those is a picture of what your view will be if you buy that ticket. I love that. That is perfect. It's the fastest growing ticket ticketing app in the country for a reason. Uh, get those images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code, locked on college, all one word for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Big thanks to you guys for making us your first listen every single day. The two-part ultimate college football preview is live on Locked On Big Ten. Locked On Hoosiers was involved on the Locked On Big Ten or on the Big Ten preview, excuse me. For those of you that missed it, it's on this podcast feed, on this YouTube channel, wherever you're listening to us now. It should be very easy to find. It went live earlier this week, so you guys can go check that out. It's part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. A fun little tidbit I saw today. Happy anniversary or late anniversary. Thursday was the two-year anniversary of The Alliance. You guys might not even remember what that was, and I had to be reminded. That was the partnership between the Big Ten, Pac-12, and the ACC. 
So happy anniversary. We saw the fruits of that, uh, certainly, in the last couple of seasons. I'm glad they did that. Really helped stop um, the, you know, the realignment stuff. It, it really put an end to that. I understand why they did that. It made a lot of sense in the moment. It makes a lot of sense now. It certainly was a great decision that all parties benefited from. So fantastic stuff there from those guys. <laughs> Let's talk newcomers for IU soccer. Two really big names we're going to mention. We talked about one of these guys. We might have mentioned both names. I, I, at one point this uh, summer, everydayers will remember, we talked about IU's recruiting class and transfers because they were both highly rated. The biggest among them, Hugo Bakaric who is a transfer from Fairleigh Dickinson. Now, first thing, people might forget, Fairleigh Dickinson beat Purdue as a 16 seed, Purdue as a 1 seed. you got to remember that every time we mention Fairleigh Dickinson. It's going to be often because Bakarik is incredible. He was a 2022 NEC Defender of the Year. He's ranked. He was ranked the number 22 player nationally in top George Soccer's preseason player rankings. So... He is, he was a huge get for the Hoosiers. And obviously there isn't the buzz about uh, the college soccer game that there is about other sports, but the Hoosiers really nailed it in the recruiting and in the transfer portal. So Bakarik is the biggest example of that. He's go. He stepped in on Thursday. He's a defender. He's a tall defender. He stepped into that back line right away. And I won't say looked at home. There were some moments uh, that the communication may, might not have been there. But at 6'4", 210 pounds, uh, he is quite the, 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 the figure, we should say. And uh, he's from Spain before Fairleigh Dickinson, obviously, but... Someone that is going to legitimately be one of the best players. Don't be surprised if he is, you know, all Big Ten, maybe even all American type of discussions. And he's a, a talented player that um, the Hoosiers are, are really fortunate to have on their team. We mentioned Daniel Mooney is someone that Indiana lost and that's a really big hole to replace but you get someone like Bakarik and it's reloading instead of rebuilding so that's a huge get for them now he's going to be he's going to be playing you know every game in that back line and really important for the Hoosiers the other name we already mentioned Collins Oduro he's obviously an immediate impact guy. He already scored for the Hoosiers coming in as a true freshman. And we've seen true freshmen make uh, impacts right away. Aduro is from Ghana and he just immediately to come into a program like IU and not just start as a freshman as he did, but be a goal scorer in game one as a freshman for IU soccer, that means something. So really impressive performance from him. And he's someone that you're going to hear a lot of this season. He is a talented player right away. He has the makings to play right away. And IU has a deep freshman class, but 
he's the the cream of the crop among them now having said that there's one notable player that we mentioned back in that previous show that is not with the team so a freshman four-star recruit josh Mayer, is deferring his freshman season not playing with indiana this fall i'm gonna be honest i don't know all the rules with soccer and deferring and things like that i know they've made exception because a lot of these guys come from or signed to uh programs mls programs most of them a couple of them overseas or, or international but most of these guys are are signed through a club team and that was a case for josh mayor obviously the mayors have a long history at indiana a very successful history at indiana and he was set to be the next among them and maybe the best among them, which is why he's deferring his freshman season. He's playing with St. Louis City 2. They're kind of obviously second team, their development team. Right now he's kind of playing it, but I won't say playing it by ear. He obviously deferred his season, but he's seeing how legitimate of a chance he's going to have to just skip college altogether and go to the pros right away. His younger brothers, Joey and Jack, I believe both played professionally, but it was after playing in Indiana. This is kind of the catch-22 when you have a program like Indiana's is you're kind of battling to recruit people that might be better off just playing professionally. So Joey was recruited. He's... I guess technically a part of the program still, but he's not going to be playing with the Hoosiers this season. He would have been another one that probably would have stepped in. I'm sorry. It is uh, Josh, not Joey. Joey is here. Josh is the one that won't be playing this year. Uh, He's still with the program in some capacity. He's not on the roster, but he is. His season is, or his freshman year is deferred. He hasn't made any final decisions, but tech or theoretically he could come back and eventually play and again another guy that would step in and probably be an instant impact player right away but you have to look out for yourself and if he thinks he has a pro career i absolutely don't blame him for giving it a shot so just an interesting nugget there but hugo bakaric collins aduro both are guys that are going to be impactful players and will be with the hoosiers this season now I mentioned briefly, IU's schedule is tough this season. It typically is, but there's some some really tricky games in this one. So we'll take a look at that schedule, talk some expectations, things like that. We'll do that here in a moment. So let's look at Indiana's schedule and kind of compare it to... We only have the preseason polls right now. You guys have heard me mention this before. I don't put much stock into preseason polls. A lot of it is kind of a reward for what you did the previous season. But alas, I mean, Indiana's number two in the preseason poll. They were the runner-up. And you know who's number one? The, uh, The winner, Syracuse. And you know who's number three? The team that was the best team in the country for almost the entire season, Kentucky. So... A little bit predictable at the top. 
doesn't mean Indiana's not going to be good. It, it just means Indiana's not going to be number two the whole time. Let's look at the schedule. So Washington on September 1st, Friday, September 1st, a week away. That'll be in Bloomington. That's the Adidas IU Credit Union Classic uh, that they always have. They play two games kind of over a weekend, extended weekend, uh, Labor Day weekend. Number six is what Washington is currently ranked. Uh, There's a little bit of history there. I believe the two sides met in the tournament a couple of years ago and uh seattle bounced them out of the tournament in 2021 a 3-2 final score in extra time those damn golden goals man and so iu will get a chance at revenge that's the last time the two teams met that'll be in uh, september 1st they still have they'll play DePaul early next week tuesday uh, they have Seton Hall, South Florida. They'll jump into Big Ten play. The difference with soccer versus maybe some other sports is you bounce in and out of Big Ten play. Uh, so just because Big Ten play starts on September 15th, there will be other games. The Hoosiers play against non-conference foes. Game against Butler is in Bloomington this year, regular opponent. Butler's been strong at times, uh, but an annual kind of rivalry game, I Probably the only, one of the only programs, maybe the only program IU legitimately has kind of a a regular series against Butler. Uh, so that'll come in the middle of September. They won't have another ranked game until they do play Kentucky. Number three, Kentucky, on October 3rd, a Tuesday in Lexington. They played another, one of the only programs again left, that is regularly playing Kentucky. Uh, we'll see if Kentucky refuses to come to Bloomington like every other program seems to do. But for now, this has been a regular series for quite a while. Two teams have gone kind of back and forth. Um, Indiana historically is 26-3 and against them, but in the last couple of seasons it has been much closer. Kentucky won in 2018. The Hoosiers... Uh, or the two sides met in 2019, and it was a draw and double overtime. The Hoosiers beat them 3-0 in later that year. I don't know if that might have been a, a tournament game. And then last season, the Hoosiers got beaten pretty handily by Kentucky. But again, Kentucky was um, a team that was a probably the best team in the country last season. And so uh, that was I don't that wasn't really the turning point in the season, but it was a different Indiana team once they got to the College Cup. So an interesting matchup set for that one. We'll see how the Hoosiers handle that. Big Ten play. There aren't. There's only one ranked team in the Big Ten. The Hoosiers will play Ohio State, who's receiving votes at home in mid October. Uh, They play Maryland right after that. That'll be their toughest stretch of the season. Uh, Kentucky through Maryland is a 17-day stretch where three of their uh, five games are going to be against ranked teams or, or teams that are receiving votes. So right now, Ohio State is receiving votes. Uh, they got four votes in the coaches poll. And Maryland is number 14. 
in the coaches poll. And then their only other game against a ranked opponent for now is Rutgers in the season finale in Bloomington. Uh, Rutgers, I believe, last season was the Big Ten champion. Uh, There were a number of teams at the top last season uh, that the Hoosiers battled against. Penn State was there. Rutgers is there. Maryland is is typically there. Uh, So a lot of familiar faces in the Big Ten. That's a tough schedule for the Hoosiers. That being said, the Big Ten is a bit down this year. What are the expectations? Um, A Big Ten title, I think, is very much on the cards this season. And we'll see. The Hoosiers have struggled to win the Big Ten regular season in recent years. They've won the Big Ten tournament, but winning the Big Ten regular season hasn't been something they've done in a couple seasons, I don't believe. So I think that is very much on the cards this year. I'm not going to make any prediction yet on the tournament. There's a lot that's going to happen between now and tournament time in um, in November. So there's been times the Hoosiers have come into the season very much a, a favorite and struggled. And there's times like last year where the Hoosiers struggled most of the season, figured it out, and went on a run through the tournament. There's a lot of time before now and then. We'll talk tournament expectations when the tournament is here, but... The Hoosiers are ranked number two. That's what I that's what I will say. They are one of the best teams in the country. That's what you get with a program like IU Soccer. So another exciting year to watch them compete with the best as one of the best. Excited to see that take place. Um, I believe the game on Thursday was on ESPN Plus maybe. Uh, Big Ten Plus is going to have a number of these games. Big Ten Network. Uh, so if you guys want to get big 10 plus now, it is a, a monthly subscription, but if you get it now and keep it through women's basketball, a lot of men's soccer, women's basketball games are going to be on big 10 plus it stinks, but it is, I had it last season. It is a, a good enough website and I didn't really have any issues with it, but that'll be your best way to find soccer and basketball games in the coming couple of months. Thanks again, everybody for making locked on Hoosiers. Your first listen every single day, every day is next week on the show. We're talking football. The season will be upon us. It'll be our preview or our setup to the, the Ohio state game. We're going to have a crossover show. We're going to get everything uh, you need to know about the Ohio state game starting next week. So be sure you are subscribed wherever it may be. Follow us on Twitter if you have not already. Leave those rating and reviews that help us out immensely. Most importantly, guys, hope you made it through the week just fine. I hope everybody has a great Friday. And as always, LEO.